HRN listeners. As we celebrate our 15th year, we are deepening our commitment to giving voice to the next generation of food system storytellers, and we need your help. Our internship and fellowship programs help activate new possibilities for underrepresented and underestimated young people through experiential journalism, audio engineering, and production training. Through these unique programs, HRN helps food equity stewards build essential workforce readiness skills that expand their potential and foster economic mobility. Please consider supporting these critical programs. And with a minimum donation, you can be entered to win a dinner for two at an amazing restaurant in one of eight cities and tickets to a concert at a great venue in one of those cities. We have incredible partners across the country who have donated as they also share our passion for helping to educate the next generation of food system storytellers. Check out heritageradionetwork.org 15 to donate and enter to win today. That's heritageradionetwork.org 15 to donate and enter to win today. And make sure you donate before March 31st. Thank you. Today's program has been brought to you by Many Kitchens, the one-stop shop for all things foodie. Discover the best artisanal foods that America has to offer. Shop for more at manykitchens.com. You're listening to Heritage Radio Network, broadcasting live from Bushwick, Brooklyn. If you like this program, visit heritageradionetwork.org for thousands more. Listening to Eat Your Words on Heritage Radio Network. I'm your host, Kathy Irway, and uh, it's almost holiday season. It's coming right up, and uh, I'm looking at my calendar for one and seeing a lot of holiday parties, dinners, potlucks, feasts of some kind or another, and I'm thinking I stand to eat a whole lot of really rich, uh, <laughs> very heavy foods. Um, because I just know that everyone's going to be looking to make the most traditional, comforting, classic foods, myself included. Um, but my guest today argues that classic American foods can also be pretty light with a few adjustments. She has uh, researched this topic very uh, very thoroughly. Um, she is a Cooking Light contributor and author of the new cookbook, Cooking Light, Lighten Up America. It's Allison Fishman-Trask. How are you? I'm wonderful. How are you? I'm good. Thanks so much for joining. So I know that um, you just came out with this cookbook, and I definitely want to talk about that. But um, you're also the host of the Yahoo uh, show Blue Ribbon Foods. And, um, oh, I'm sorry, Blue Ribbon Hunter. You got it. You got okay. it. And also, <laughs> and, and you've, you've been the host of a lifetime show called Cook Yourself Thin, and you also have a book called You Can Trust a Skinny Cook. So... Definitely um, a kindred spirit. <laughs> so, you know, congratulations. This is, um, this is a really cool concept. I love how this book is all about you going around to, to, to find basically the most unlikely food to try to say is, is light, <laughs> like Philly cheesesteak and stuff like that. I was impressed. I was surprised. 
Well, you know, it it, it happened by by necessity. Um, mm-hmm. I was traveling the country for Blue Ribbon Hunter, going to food festivals or going to you know extremely unusual food venues or classic food food venues. Like for the Philly cheesesteak, where do you go? You go down to Philly, to Pat's, to Gino's. You check them out. Um, in the course of doing this for two years, two years, and it's a weekly show, so every week I was going somewhere. Oh, wow. um, everyone would look at me and be like, oh, my God, why aren't you a million pounds? And kind of look at me in some ways with empathy, like, how can you eat that? And in other ways, like, how can you eat that? <laughs> how do you do that? You mean um, like they, they wanted to know how you were actually eating it and staying the size you were? or Exactly. Okay, how was I, I not ballooning to a gazillion pounds? Um, also, I live in, in, not far from you, in Montclair, New Jersey, and I have a family Jeez. here. I have a 12-year-old stepdaughter, and I just had, um, I just had twin, twin boys nine months ago. I have a husband, dog, all that kind of stuff. Fun. All those people, all those big mouths that need feeding. <laughs> right. um, and when you're feeding kids, not necessarily the eighth-month-olds, but the, the 12-year-old, you know, I tend to go to American classics. I tend to go to the stuffed shells and lasagna and chicken mm. parm and all the classics I grew up eating and loving. And where, where did you grow up? I grew curious. up in Rockville Center, Long Island. Okay. Mm-hmm. Again, not too far from you. Um, mm, yeah. But, I, you know, those comfort foods, those casseroles, just yummy. Yeah. When you want to feed a kid, you want them to eat it. Like, that's your number one goal. Like, how do I get this to be something that, A, you'll eat, and, B, I'm going to eat, too, because I'm not into doing two separate meals for, for kids and adults. No way, no how. Um, mm. So how do we make? How do we meet in the middle? Meaning something that's delicious enough that you're going to like it, and something that's good for you, so so that I'll like it. Absolutely. So how did you that's- do it? I mean, how <laughs> how how is this? Okay, so for me, for one, like I ever since I was a little kid, I have, I have such a, a soft spot for like a big pile of mashed potatoes and gravy. And, you know, once you, like, dive into that pool, you just, like, can't really get out and stop eating. Um, I love that. So, you know, and that's coming up Thanksgiving and all. And, um, you know, that's, like, just one of those cozy comfort foods. But, you know, potatoes, it's just like, oh. How do you lighten them up? Well, for me, um, I do have a mashed potato dish in the book. And, I, of course, I do have chicken parm and lasagna. All that, everything I mentioned is in the book with lightened up versions. How do I lighten up mashed potatoes? Well, you start with Yukon Golds. Yukon Golds, in my opinion, and they've come a long way, right? My mom, when she was mashing potatoes, she was mashing Idaho. Mm-hmm. Starchy, yeah. not sweet. Of course, gummy if you overdo it. So what do you need? You need a ton of butter and a ton of cream to, like, make it edible because otherwise you're eating... Or tastes like something. Yeah. You're eating glue. You're eating paste. It's not delicious. But when you start with a Yukon Gold, that is not as starchy of a potato, right? Okay. So it's, okay. it's crumbly and sweet, which means you can add skim milk to it. You can even add chicken stock to it or vegetable stock to it if you want to go dairy-free. Um, and... It has the creamy texture already, mm. not a starchy texture, a creamy texture. Also, Yukon Gold or those red skin new potatoes, they're so sweet. Yeah, they have so, so flavor of their own, so you don't have to go and add a lot of butter, I guess. Bingo, right? yeah. bingo, exactly. By, by choosing the, the right potato for the job, you can do with a lot less you know, fat in there to, to make it delicious. I like it. I like that. Thank so you. you can, <laughs> yes, you can still have your mashed potatoes at Thanksgiving. Yeah. Yeah, also, I mean, why does it have to be so white and fluffy and Yukon Gold? I mean, uh, uh, Idaho-y, so. Yeah, yeah you don't, you don't need the quart of sour cream and heavy cream and butter. You, I still put a little bit of butter on my mashed potatoes, but I'll put it, you know, right on top where I can see it and know it's there and, and, hap- and it will enjoy it as opposed to, you know, hiding a stick in there where nobody <laughs> really, 
knows what's going on. Now, something else, obviously, for the holidays, I have a couple of stuffings in the book as well. Um, hmm. One of my favorites is a caramelized apple fennel um, and, yes, sausage that good. stuffing. Okay. Yeah, so we've got three cups of apples in there. Apples are going to be high in fiber, great sweetness, give you, you know, good mouthfeel, fennel, you know, obviously good for you, not very caloric, but mm. great flavor, goes wonderfully yeah. with sausage. Um, and a little bit of sausage that you'll crumble up in there. I'm not going to have big, huge chunks. I'm going to have nice little crumbles so they go throughout. So by adding apple and fennel, you're going to end up with a bigger portion of the stuffing uh-huh. with more flavors that aren't just, butter and bread. And I'm guessing that the apples will kind of look a little bit like the soggy bread stuffing in the end, but it won't <laughs> be all that starch. It will just be like apples. Um, sort of. Exactly. Yeah. So you're eating more like the- veggies instead. Exactly. So I'm always hiding, not hiding because I'm, I'm pretty upfront about it. <laughs> <laughs> I'm always using, you know, fruits and vegetables to bulk out a meal where they're contributing flavor um, and portion size, and they're making your stuffing a better version of your stuffing, if mm. that makes sense. Yeah. I totally forgot about stuffing, too, until just now. Like, I just, it's one of the things I only think about, like, for one week of the year, and it's like, oh, my God, the stuffing, all right. Um, and you have it, and then you're like, oh, why did I do that to myself? <laughs> exactly. Um, so, uh, I don't know, we, t- we touched a little bit on this, but um, throughout your show, um, Blue Ribbon uh, Hunter, you know, it's it's so funny that you see a lot of these like just really out over the top, uh, you know, buttery, cheesy, casserole, bacon wrapped um, foods um, as as these favorite foods of each of the regions or, or the events that you're going to. Um, and you know, we that's cool. You know, and like these foods obviously have a lot of history, but uh, it almost seems like there's a lot of like bravado and um, where you like, you know, kind of just wear these like really heavy foods very knowingly, like on our sleeve. Um, it's, it, it's a little gratuitous. I will tell you when, when you say bacon wrapped and mm-hmm. che- cheese dipped and all that, the first thing that comes to mind is the Iowa State Fair, um, mm. which is famous for their butter sculptures and foods on a stick. And I did have double bacon wrapped deep fried cheese dogs. Okay. Um, you know, and of course you have the fried Twinkies, and yes, I eat fried butter, and those are silly, funny. I don't even know how things. that's possible, but I, I saw that picture of you eating a stick of fried butter on a stick. How would that stay as a? <laughs> you want to know? I'll tell you the deal. <laughs> <laughs> you take the butter. You take. They take about a uh, half a stick of butter and and freeze it. Okay. Then they dip it in a batter that's kind of like um like a cinnamon bun. And Ew. then they deep fry, yeah, yeah, okay, that's, that's going to be delicious. So then they deep fry that, so it's, they're basically, it's it. almost like, It's um, a corn dog thing. It's a corn so, dog, yeah. but just kind of the way you'd put ice cream inside something and then mm-hmm. batter it and fry it, it's the same thing. And then when you eat it, basically the butter drips out everywhere and you're eating the, the cinnamon bun. I feel full already. <laughs> you feel a little nauseous too, I bet you want to thumbs. Yeah, I, I was trying to be nice about it. Uh. <laughs> Yeah, I mean, so that's not appealing, but that, I mean, that's one thing, and that's the classic, you know, summer state fair when it's all about excess. But most mm-hmm. of the food events I went to were historical um, events. For okay. example, I went to the Banana Split Festival in Wilmington, Ohio, the town where the banana <laughs> cool. split was invented. I went to a gumbo festival in New Iberia, Louisiana, so of course there's a gumbo in the book. Mm-hmm. Um, but I went to, you know, a tamale festival in Indio, California, 150,000 people come out wow. for 
you know, dessert tamales, dinner tamales. They buy frozen Whoa. tamales to stock their freezer for the holidays. Mm-hmm. Um, there's a lot of wonderful food traditions that are being celebrated at these festivals. We, we would always say these festivals are the new town square. Right. That's, I mean... That's so cool, and, and I just love hearing those like stories that you know people have these like really really huge uh, connections and pride in these different foods. Um, it, but it's also kind of interesting going through this to find that a lot of these really really traditional foods are not actually that that heavy in theory. Um, like for instance, barbecue. I mean, that's probably like the last thing anyone would say is light, but um, actually using you know these brisket cuts and and uh you know that was traditionally a cut that you had to slow roast forever until it was tender because it just didn't have that much fat sure so it's just like a a way of making that palatable palatable and uh, also flavorful yeah and and i have a um a pork shoulder um Mm -hmm. pork and ribs in my book um, and for me, what you want to do there, well, because I worked with Cooking Light on this book, it's the calories, it's the saturated fat, it's also the sodium. So things like ribs with the rib rub or pork shoulder, you got to pull it back on the sodium. I see. Um, okay. As well, because we wanted to keep to all of their, you know, really oh, rigorous like standards sodium. for health. Okay. All right, got it. Yeah. <laughs> so I went to um, Memphis in May, Barbecue Fest down in Memphis in May, uh-huh. um, and sat there with the guys who were, you know, roasting whole hogs overnight and shoulders and ribs, and, you know, this is all in the book. The book has lots of sidebars and pages about these festivals and about, you know, culinary tips I picked up when I was there. But with something like a rib and a shoulder, you know, you want to taste the swine. You want to taste that delicious pork. And unfortunately, I think with barbecue, we do a lot of sloth slathering where the, the meat is a vehicle for consuming the sauce, which is, you know, sauces are good, but... You know, let's mm. let's enjoy the flavor of the pig too. So, if cooked properly, you're you're going to enjoy that. So, I found that with less sauce, less of that sweet treacly sauce, yeah. and, you know, just using a simple rub, smoking it, enjoying the pork flavor, you can cut out a lot of the unnecessary calories. True, and hey, there's like as many ways to make barbecue uh, X, Y, or Z as as you want. So it's only yeah. just continuing the tradition rather than than breaking from it. I think. Yes, agreed. Um, so I want to get back. I want to get into more holiday foods and other yeah. fun highlights from the book. We're, we're just going to have a quick little commercial interlude. We'll be right back. Thank you. You are listening to Lovin' Like This by the California Honey Drops on the Heritage Radio Network ManyKitchens.com, you can enjoy decadent caramel brownies, hand-picked teas, and fair trade coffee, oven-roasted chicken pot pies, and so much more. Whether you're planning a dinner party, sending a gift, or just want to try something new and delicious, Many Kitchens offers something for everyone. Help support small batch producers while you discover the best in artisanal foods from across the nation at ManyKitchens.com. Many Kitchens, the one-stop shop for all things foodie. 
we're back on Eat Your Words with Allison Fishman Task, the author of Cooking Light, Lighten Up America, um, Favorite American Foods Made Guilt-Free, just out. Um, check it out for uh, your Christmas uh, and other holiday gifts. So um, we've got Allison on the line, and um, you know, we, we talked a few, about a few different like specific examples of substitutions and tweaks to traditional foods that, that make them more healthy, but... Are there any like over all encompassing, you know, overarching tips that you might have? Oh, absolutely. Okay. Um, I, I gave you one little tip before, which I, I feel so strongly about, which is whenever possible, add in um, vegetables and fruits to bulk out a meal. Mm. Um, uh, I think of pasta uh, for that. You have something like, you know, you want a nice penne, maybe with rigatoni and broccoli rabe. Throw two bunches of broccoli rabe in there. Some sausage, some tomato sauce. You know what I mean. Mm-hmm. It doesn't always have to be penne alla vodka, or, um, or mac but, and cheese with something. Exactly. You yeah. know, I've got um like a cheesy potato bake. Everyone okay. loves mm-hmm. a casserole of cheesy potatoes. What's better than a casserole of cheesy potatoes? Cheesy potatoes with broccoli, because broccoli and cheddar go so well together. Let's just bulk it out. Get that right. cuz you want you don't want a quarter cup of of cheesy broccoli potatoes on your plate. That's like <laughs> wah wah. <laughs> so get the portion you want but add add to it. So I love that. Add some color. Um, yeah, yeah, add it. Don't I don't in general like to focus on what you can't have. Okay. Have what you want and just add some good things to it. Right. Um something else uh I like uh to you know, yes, you're going to have a little white sugar, you're going to have a little white flour, but just keep it in check. I'm, my household is not the kind of household that has pasta every week. Uh, we don't have bread all the time. In fact, my stepdaughter just announced it's official in sixth grade. Oh, no one so has sandwiches. You mean like white sugar, like from, from carbs, not like white. I thought you meant like sugar, like, like, like domino sugar. Oh, yeah. I mean, like, just white sugar and white flour. Um, If you find yourself eating lots of breads, lots Mm -hmm. of pastas, I don't know, try to go a little bit without it. You know, try some other starches instead, like potatoes, like rice. Sometimes we just get into a culinary slump, and then you're Mm -hmm. like, gosh, I mean, obviously lots of people are playing gluten-free, and gluten-free is a way to go, but how about reducing the flour in your diet just by going with oatmeal in the morning instead of that English muffin, Um, Mm -hmm. a creamy polenta, you know, with maple syrup. Again, I'm I'm not saying no, no, no sugars, Mm -hmm. but just mix up the old habits. So try to keep white flour and white sugar in check. Okay. I like uh, uh, to use healthy, protein-rich in- ingredients. Mm-hmm. Um, I love, you know, everyone likes to keep some edamame in the freezer as a snack. Hummus is great. I've mm-hmm. just started feeding hummus to my babies. Um, I-, I find that I have protein definitely at breakfast. And you know what? Eggs get boring. Mm-hmm. I have no problem, you know, having a nice Mary's cracker or, you know, wasa crisp bread or something like that slathered with hummus, um, some cucumbers. That's something else. I'd like to try and eat vegetables at every meal, including breakfast. Yeah. Um, you know, you're supposed to have six to nine servings of fruit and vegetables a day. Well, that's a lot if you're, you know, condensing it into two meals. If mm. you start with breakfast and knock out a couple servings, you're well on your way. Um, mm. So I think most of the game for me is getting in all the good stuff I'm mm-hmm. supposed to eat. And if I can do that, Sure, then have a treat at night. Have that little piece right. of chocolate before you go to bed right, or whatever right. you want. But have you had your six to nine portions of fruits and vegetables? That, do that first. Mm, I see. Good, good way to like, prioritize um, you know, those, those important things first. Yeah. Um, so totally commending uh, the fact that you 
did this and chose this recipe, but how do you stay like low white flour and also low, um, uh, what was the other thing you said? Uh, I don't know, a protein, sugar. low fat protein, low sugar with something like Alabama cat head biscuits with sausage gravy. <laughs> nice. Well, <laughs> it's a biscuit. With something like that. Yeah. Oh, heck yeah. How do you a make biscuit. a whole wheat biscuit? I don't know. You're not. You're okay. not making All a whole right. wheat biscuit. Got you're it. saying, I'm going to have a biscuit that's the best darn biscuit. That, that's another thing. <laughs> if you're going to bake a biscuit, mm-hmm. that's where portion control comes in, right? Mm-hmm. If you are going to have those things. Like, I didn't say no white sugar and white flour. I said, if you're going to have it, make sure it's the best damn biscuit you've ever <laughs> made. Like, yeah. I, I think making a biscuit is such a... You want to be good at it. You want it to come out. You want to open it up, have that, like, you know, cloud of hot air mist that comes right to your nose mm-hmm. and smells of buttermilk, and you're so, like, you just want to sort of rub your face in it. Like, you you want it to be delicious, and you want everyone at that table waiting to have your biscuits to be like, oh, I can't wait to have the biscuits. Have the biscuits. Don't <laughs> right. make it the size of your hand. You know and, what I mean? And don't make, make it, it not a special occasion, which is it's no. kind of what you're saying. Yeah. I don't to make a farro buttermilk biscuit, honey. No. Make that white flour biscuit. I know what you're going for. You want to experiment with whole wheat flour? Sure, do it with your pancakes. Do something funky with your waffles. But but biscuits, we all know the flavor you're going for. Go with it. That's when portion control comes in. I see. So just one biscuit. (laughs) (laughs) One biscuit, but if you look at the portion, look at that recipe in particular. Um, it's not huge. Um, mm-hmm. In fact, I call it Carol. I call it cat head biscuits because when I learned about these in Alabama, that's what they call them oh, there because they're supposed to be the size of the cat's head. Oh, um, oh, I see. Yeah. but okay. my biscuits are. I mean, they're not going to be the size of a quarter, but they're going to be a little bit smaller. Mm, you like a silver dollar biscuit, perhaps. There you go. What was yeah. your What was your favorite adventure um, that is uh, recorded in a, a recipe in this book? Um, one of my favorite uh, adventures is, was in Minnesota, mm-hmm. a state I, I love. Um, that's it's so funny. I remember going to Minnesota, going to the, on the plane there, and someone's like, "Oh, what makes you stop in a flyover state?" And when I went to a restaurant or I was sitting in a bar, people were like, "What are you doing in a flyover state?" And I was like, oh. "Why do you guys keep trying to keep us out are of you the Midwest?" Yeah, you guys are sort of. You guys have a secret that you're trying to keep <laughs> out of the East and West Coasters understanding. Mm. So I was I was charmed. But anyway, the the best festival I went to was the Eel Pout Festival in Walker, Minnesota. Mm-hmm. Um, it's a festival on a frozen lake, um, and wow. the recipe associated with it um, were is mozzarella sticks, which is also a diner classic. But they nice. had fried cheese curds. Of course, of in course. the Midwest, right. and they were squeaky and amazing and puffy and delicious. But this whole festival, um, uh, 10,000 people basically came to this frozen lake. It was frozen three feet solid, mm-hmm. and they put up DJ booths and had basically ice fishing houses, and it was, it was like Burning Man on a lake. <laughs> and it was an ode to the eel pout. The eel pout what? is a fish that's okay. half fish, half eel. eel? And you pull it up, you know, out of a hole in the ice, and it immediately wraps around your hand. Um, <gasps> it's this enormous, ugly, prehistoric, dinosaur-looking thing. And, yes, they make eel pout nuggets out of it, but it's mostly a junk fish. It gets in the way of you catching walleye and stuff like that when you're ice Eel pout nuggets? What was that? Eel pout, like a pout. pouty kid. Eel pout. What? <laughs> 
I also, and actually, it, that was amazing. I went to um, uh, Roadkill Festival. Nice. Uh, yeah. I was wondering was when in, that was going to come up. Okay. <laughs> <laughs> that was down in West Virginia. And, you know, it's amazing. And this Marlinton, West Virginia, which is a one-stop-light county. Okay. So real, real, oh real gosh. rural there. Yeah. And everyone there hunts from, you know, women and men. You know, I remember speaking, I was speaking to a woman who was helping me with my hair and makeup, and she was like, I was like, oh, does your father hunt, your brother hunt? It's like, honey, I hunt. Mm-hmm. Everyone mm-hmm. here hunts. Like, understand. So for them, roadkill, you know, someone hits a deer, that they call it free meat. Right. And there's like, hey, I didn't have to spend the day hunting. That's free meat. Someone pick it up, dress it up, let's split this deer. So there's a lot of interesting foods that you can get into once you start going with roadkill. This is this this book is a lot more adventurous than I thought at first, but yeah, <laughs> so much yeah, fun. American classics, but but yeah. it is, I mean, but it is true to America, right? R- hunting is a big part of America. Mm-hmm. Yeah, um, absolutely, absolutely. So it's like the, cooking. the fish fry that I see here, and you know, yeah, the the chili jambalaya that I see here. It's yeah, it's all just um, it's all these favorite foods, really. Yes, and I went to these festivals, right? I went to the chili cook-off in Mesquite, Nevada, um, mm-hmm. and learned how, you know, you're supposed to make the real chili. So my okay. chili in this book um, is made with chunks of beef, no beans, um, very little vegetables. It's more, you know, beef cooked in an, an intensely flavorful, spicy sauce, um, because that's how, that's, quote, the real way to do chili if you're on the chili competition circuit. So there's definitely lots of tips and tricks I learned from mm-hmm. Blue Ribbon winning cooks. Absolutely. And I, I love how, how you really pay homage homage to that in your sort of uh, tweaked versions. Um, and thank you for tweaking them, too, for the rest of us to, to try out soon. Uh, for instance, I really want to try out the dandelion stuffed pork loin. I'm really... I'm really into dandelions, uh, and I think that sounds like a great use for them, stuffing them inside this this really kind of beautiful, very presentable pork loin uh, roulotte of some sort. So, Yes, it, that nice. is definitely the, um, the dinner party item yeah. in, in the book. And I'll tell you, I made it um, and had it all rolled up and ready to go right before Hurricane Sandy. Oh. Um, and then Hurricane Sandy came, wiped out my power for a couple weeks. Um, so I was like, um... Okay, let's just cook it on the grill. So we cooked it on the grill, had the neighbors over. <laughs> That's so funny. It, it worked out really well, but I, I learned that recipe from that was the winning recipe at the Dandelion Festival in right. Akron, Ohio. Um, and the woman who made it, you know, when, when she won, she just started crying and she was like, I cook because I love people and this is the way I show them my love, which might seem trite, but at the same time, it is the most depthful and interesting thing. Aww. And so that's the kind of recipe that's in here. It's like people's deep, deep passion and, and best effort to cook for their family and friends. Oh, fantastic. And, and you know, hey, dandelions are really actually very, very healthy. So win-win there. Absolutely. Sure. There's a dandelion soup in here as well if you're into that. Ugh, love it. Well, that's about all the time we have for today. But um, thank you so, so much for joining us. Uh, the book is called Cooking Light, Lighten Up America. And uh, check out Allison Fishman Task at the Yahoo Blue Ribbon Hunter channel. Thank you so much for joining us. Thank you for having me. And I'll see you guys next week on Eat Your Words. Thanks for listening to this program on HeritageRadioNetwork.org. 
You can find all of our archived programs on our website or as podcasts in the iTunes store by searching Heritage Radio Network. You can like us on Facebook and follow us on Twitter at Heritage underscore Radio. You can email us questions at any time at info at heritageradionetwork.org. Heritage Radio Network is a nonprofit organization. To donate and become a member, visit our website today. Thanks for listening.